0: Good morning, City Church. It's the City Church together for Tuesday, March the second. Getting closer and closer to spring and daylight savings time. Glad that you're with us today. My name is Trevor. Today we're going to be in Luke 12, verses 22 through 34. Again, this is our reading today from uh, the City Church Bible Reading Plan uh, on the City Church app. Check your app store under Borough City Church. City Church. All right, here we go. Luke twelve twenty two. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or about the body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap, they don't have a storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Or consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown in the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you? You of little faith. Don't you strive for what you should eat and what you should drink? And don't be anxious, for the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that is the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 12. So as we uh, do a here journal, let's start by highlighting a couple of things. Um, Number one is... This command, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear. Um, that's tough. Don't worry. Tough command to follow. And then there are two commands to consider, and there are two um, occurrences in the natural world to consider. One, Jesus asked his disciples to consider the ravens, and then he asks them to consider the wildflowers. Finally, Jesus gives the overarching command, the not, this is not what you are to do, and then he gets this to, to the, this is what you are to do, where he says in verse 31, seek his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. And then he works out, the vision of what a life like that looks like in verse thirty-three: Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old, an inexha- inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no malt destroys. So, sell your possessions and give to the poor is a small sort of vignette of what a person's life looks like who doesn't, who is not anxious. Okay. So those are those are that's just going through the text and highlighting some things that pop out as commands um, from Jesus or as pictures that Jesus gives us. So now let's put this together and the E part of a here journal. Let's explain what's happening here. Well, Jesus has just finished uh, from your reading from yesterday has just finished telling them the story a uh, parable of the rich fool, in which a man gains a ton of money for himself, and um, doesn't have enough uh, doesn't have enough barns uh, to store all of his well, it's not money, but it's equivalent of money. He doesn't have enough um, barns to store all of the produce from the land because he got all of this produce from his land. So he goes out and he uses his money to make bigger barns to store more stuff. Doesn't that sound American? Um, Just drive around town, I feel like every time my kids ask me, what's going up on that corner? Some construction in Murfreesboro? The answer always comes back that's a storage unit. That's a storage unit. My kids have picked up from me to de- bemoan um, our demise as a people with all the storage units going up. Always remind them that's what, e- that's what the Egyptians did right before God sent the plague. And it's true. So you go read about their storage units in Exodus chapter 1. So storage units, that's what, that's, that's what leads into this passage is a guy who puts all of his stock in storing up his stuff for himself. And no doubt this section ends, the section we read today ends with what? Storage units, but two very different kind of storage units. The first storage unit is an earthly storage unit whose contents will perish. The second is a heavenly storage unit whose contents will not grow old. They are inexhaustible, okay? So that's where where we're going. We're going from don't get yourself earthly storage units, get yourself heavenly ones. All right. Now, a couple of things to notice here. Anxiety here, Jesus says, is coming from our worry about not just about what we're going to eat and what we're going to wear. Here, eating what you eat um, represents security. That's what's that's what's happening here. I Like, I things are scarce. I have to have food to eat. I must have food to eat if I don't have it. On the contrary, or maybe adjacently here, um, the clothing does not seem to represent a basic need, like you need food and clothing. Um, It seems to me, based on what Jesus says about the lilies, it seems to me that this is representing uh, beauty, so you you have the lilies that are you know, not even King Solomon looks like this. And um, regardless whether or not those the the metaphor matches up exactly, there is a way that we know that we can have enough food to eat, and we can have enough to have a banquet with. Likewise, there's a way that we know that we can have enough clothes to get by on and you know, not freeze to death or, you know, show our naked parts to people. And there's also clothing that represents sort of extravagance. Jesus is pressing in here saying, "God is not only going to give you security, what you need for those of us who crave security, you're the, you're the savers. He's also going to minister to the spenders, those of you who try to buy your beauty." you know, dress with the finest things and go to the nicest parties. God is not just giving you enough to get by on. He is going to give you over abundance. He is not going to have you living for eternity in scarcity, but is going to have you living for eternity in abundance. And now, this is very strange, considering that when Jesus works out, seek his kingdom first, and these things will be provided for you, The next thing that he tells them to do is to sell their possessions and give it to the poor. That's a very strange kind of working out of this verse and very opposite of what you may have heard of in uh, the prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel is a good news that would see these, this set of verses as you're going to have all of this now. You will dress like Solomon now. You will have um, big banquets full of food now. Why? Because your heavenly father is a father that loves you. He doesn't want you walking around looking like that. He wants you dressed extravagantly, wearing the nice, car, wearing the nice clothes, driving the nice cars, Yet Jesus says here he follows this up this cannot mean not only because Jesus says it directly but just in the command that he gives sell your possessions and give them to the poor it is a mindset that lives out of the abundance that we know is coming yes god's provision to give us something right now you have to have possessions now to sell them and give the money to the poor but also god's god, what god is giving us in the future we live out of as christians When we seek God's kingdom first, we are generous and overflow because we live out of the abundance that is coming to us. We do not measure the worth of our lives by what we have now. In fact, what we have now, we're open-handed to. We give it away. We notice other people who don't have enough, and we become the answer to their anxious prayers We become the ones who give to the needy who are also being commanded. Don't be anxious. So you see, there's this, there's not only sort of this ministry to myself, Trevor, don't be anxious. It's Trevor, look up notice the other people around you that are anxious and now that you are seeking god's kingdom first living out of the abundance that he's given you everything you need for life and godliness now you overflow that to other people not holding on to your possessions for security or mounting up your possessions into storage units you know or or buying the the best clothes or the nicest cars because you need to project this image of beauty to make yourself worth something no none of those instead you live off of what you need and you sell your possessions and you give them to others. You give that money for others. And in this way, you are actually storing up the better treasure. And then he ends with that famous verse, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. A simple way to think of this is that where I am invested is what I'm going to care about, and vice versa. What I care about is where I will invest. Application. There's some obvious ones. One of the obvious ones is sell your possessions and give it to the poor. You know, an obvious one of this is stop hoarding money and give it away. But here's another one that has to do with this where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is an opportunity for confession and repentance. To look at your online statement. We used to say look at your checkbook, but now who has a checkbook anymore? Look at, your, um, look at your online bank statement. Go through the categories. Look at your budget. What are you setting aside for? And ask yourself, where is my heart? You can, you can tell, based on this verse, there is a, a kind of way, sort of anecdotal way, to tell where, what you care about based on where you are invested What does your giving to the church look like? What does your giving to the poor look like? Um, How have you set aside for caring for people? How have you set aside money for overflowing to to people? Um, If everybody used their money like you used it, if our entire church used their money like you used their money, would we be known as a church that was anxious, storing up for ourselves, or would we be known as a church that seeks God's kingdom first. That's, a, that's an application point of that, and that is, that's a tough one. So let's be silent now and pray as you engage that question and also obey Jesus' command to open your hands up and live in abundance that overflows to those in need. Our Father, it is tricky. It's like Run DMC said. It is tricky to honor you. It's tricky to seek your kingdom first because we can so easily talk ourselves into believing that your kingdom is actually our kingdom. And so when we pray your kingdom come, as you taught us to pray, what we're really praying is our kingdom come. When we read this set of verses, we skip right over the so sell your possessions and give to the poor, and all we see is okay, God's gonna give me what I need to make the budget. God's gonna give me what I need to make sure that I have enough money. Okay, God's gonna give me what I need to, to look good. God's gonna pro, we skip right over sell your possessions and give to the poor. In fact, when I read this today, It's an act of confession, Lord. I I was kind of surprised to see that verse there because I've read this so often as merely a self-comfort that you're going to take care of me. And no doubt it is that. Your heavenly Father desires to give you these good things. And yet your comfort of me often ends with me instead of what you command me to do in 2 Corinthians 1, which is give my comfort to someone else help us as a church not to make money bags for ourselves that won't that that grow old but help us to make inexhaustible ones to invest in your kingdom by sharing the gospel loud and liberally sowing seed everywhere by also helping people in their physical needs by loving people not hoarding our time just to ourselves or to what we want to do, but giving our time away to serve others. God, that's what we want to do. We do not want to build bigger barns and storehouses for us. We want to live in your abundance by selling our possessions and giving to the poor. Help us to do that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, amen. City Church, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. Be fruitful and multiply, City Church Go, and multiply the gospel.